Hola, mi nombre es Amapola Ramirez, and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. As a Chicana mom, I lived through so many things, and I want to share a little bit of my story with you. In this podcast, we talk about life struggles and the triumphs that we go through as human beings. Siempre estamos enfocados para luchar, para vivir una vida con propósito. Unidos creamos cambio, pero solo con acción. Vamos a empezar. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms, chingonas, ¿cómo están? I hope you're having a beautiful day. My name is Amapola Ramirez. I am your host of Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. I am a therapist. I am a wellness coach. I have a center where I provide parenting, anger management, and co-parenting classes. And I love it. It's my baby. I love it. I've had it for 13 years already, and I'm so blessed. Um, and one day, I'll, I think I did create an episode, by the way, of telling you about my journey. But um, I I love this decision of creating this space of Chicana and Latina Moms podcast three years ago. Me dio miedo, pero I figured it out because I felt it in my heart that it was something that I wanted to do to share my knowledge and to inspire you um, and to also share pieces of my life that have not been so good at times because we're human beings and sometimes things are not going to work out our way all the time. And it's okay to not be okay. Um, I am working on a project right now that I'm so excited. And I will definitely share that with you down the line. Um, because many of you have always um, inspired me in different ways when I get feedback. I love to hear that you enjoy listening to Chicana Latina Mom's podcast. Um, because, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I think many any uh, creators can relate you know we we do the work we do all these things and it's like is it really helping people I think we all have that in common at times and yeah it is it is it is making a difference <laughs> but it's important to always try our best with what we know and if we don't know ask for help no están solas we're not alone I really love the community of the the different types of platforms that I follow on Instagram that have this positive approach of teaching us their skills and their passion. And with that said, we have a beautiful guest. Her name is Cristina Rodriguez. She's a founder of Latinas with Masters. And probably many of you are following her. And if you're not, go and follow her. She's amazing. And um, she is an equity-minded mompreneur with a commitment in creating equitable opportunities for all women of color in business, housing, and academia. She is the founder of Latinas with Masters, an online resource guide for first-generation graduate students and the creator host of the Latinas with Masters podcast. She graduated from San Francisco State with a BA in Latino Studies and went to receive her MBA in Notre Dame. University, and she is currently pursuing her doctorate in educational leadership at Mills College. But the title she loves the most 
is being a mom. So let's get started and listen to Cristina Rodriguez. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms. ¿Cómo están? Thank you for being here. As I mentioned, we have an amazing guest, um, Cristina Rodriguez. Hola, Cristina. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. Yes, it's so nice to um, know that, you know, you have, you're the founder of Latinas with the Masters. Oh, my God. I wish I had found you way before. I'm sure it would have been so much easier. And it's so nice that you have this platform um because obviously right as latinas one being a mom as well trying to navigate um life itself motherhood and also you know going to school going back to school after a while is just kind of scary at times but tell us why is it that you decided to start latinas with masters Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Listen, if you were to ask me what is Latinas with Masters and what is the vibe, it's I wish I had this when I was in grad school. Yes. (laughs) Which is the reason why I created um, Latinas with Masters. So a really quick story is that, you know, I got accepted to my graduate program to get into my doctor degree. And I was talking to my husband and I was like, you know what? I want to create this platform. You know, I want to use social media to get in contact with other Latinas, with other people, um, you know, navigate grad grad school. I was thinking like, Mm -hmm. what did I not have when I was in my master's program? And I didn't feel a sense of community, right? I did. My colleagues didn't look like me. My professors didn't look like me. And so I always felt like I was out of place. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I was experiencing imposter syndrome and I didn't even know what imposter syndrome was three, four days, three or four years ago. You know, I didn't know there was a term. I just felt like I didn't belong here. And so I wanted to change that, you know, going into my doctor program, I was like, okay, this is another level of education. We're here to change policy, be the catalyst for change. That's one thing that I want to change that I have power right now. And so I created Latinas with masters with, you know, with that vibe of Mm -hmm. if you're looking to get into grad school, I can help you because I already navigated that space. Right. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't ask anyone. It was a resident who guided me where I was managing an apartment who said, Hey, you should get your master's degree. And this is what you should do. And she was the one being the mentor at that time. Mm -hmm. And now looking back, I was like, man, I wish I could have done more to help other Latinas while I was in grad school. But I, I didn't know what I did not know, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what I was going to experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to change that. And so that's reason that those are the reasons why I started Latinas with Masters is to help Latinas. You don't have to be Latina, right? But mm-hmm. to identify with someone, you know, who you can relate to, to say, I want to get into grad school. How do I get there? And and yeah. I can and we can help you with that as a community. Or I'm in my master's program now and I want to feel a sense of belonging. Yeah, have a community for that too. Or you're someone like myself to say, you know what? I already got my master's and I want to do more. How do I get into that? Mm -hmm. There's a community for that too. So there's three pillars of students, Latinas, BIPOC, Asian, doesn't matter what you are. There's three pillars of navigating higher education and Latinas with master's provides that. Yes, that's so beautiful. And it's so nice because like you said, you navigated, right? And and a sense of like just wanting to belong um mm-hmm. is so important it's so important i can definitely relate to that um and trying to figure out like who do i call what's financial aid wait how do i do this 
this application online. It's like so complicated, so scary, exactly. right? Um, yeah, that is that is so good. And obviously, you're a mom. How many kids do you have? Tell us about them. I am, yeah, I am a mom. So I have a. Um, I'm a mother of two and a chihuahua, so three. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Um, and you know. I had kids after my undergrad. I was single and I was actually in the process of getting married to my long-term boyfriend, which is now my husband. And so I waited after college to have kids just because I did see my friends, you know, have kids. And I did see how, you know, it was hard, you know, to, again, navigate college and working full-time and supporting your family. And so I appreciate those experiences that I had um, in, in seeing that firsthand. And so I waited after undergrad to have, um, my child. So I have my daughter who's eight years old. And then when I, when I got into my master's program, um, I became pregnant, pregnant with my second child. And it was a very different experience for some reason, you know, you would think people would be happy, like, Oh, you're, you're pregnant. You must have a baby. I'm married, you know, like I I have a family, I have a job. And instead I went through prepartum depression and I didn't even know. Mm. And it was because of the way people were approaching my pregnancy of, oh, you're going to school and working full time and you're pregnant? Yeah. Like, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Or what are you going to, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to, are you going to quit school because you're pregnant? And I was like, <sighs> why am I going to quit school? Cause I'm pregnant. Like who quits because you're pregnant? Like, why <laughs> right. Gone? Yeah. You know? But I felt like my kid was a burden to people. And instead of people being happy and, and, and saying, Hey, if you ever need help with anything, let me know because I know you have your hands full. I know this is a new experience, whatever that is. Instead, I got the opposite. Yeah. Not from my family and friends, of course, but just, you know, from people that are just, you know, giving this negative vibe of how are you going to do that? You know, yeah. or or just whatever it was at the time. And so when I talked to my doctor, she had said, like, you know, you're going through prepartum depression. And I mm. never heard of the term. I heard of, I heard of postpartum, yeah. which I did briefly have with my daughter. But, you know, those are the things that, again, we don't talk about, right? Yeah. And so um, I ended up having, I ended up taking break off my job. And I focused full time in my graduate program being pregnant so I was like eight nine months waddling through the classes yeah (laughs) at first I was just like I'm not gonna ask for anything you know because the perception already is like oh you're pregnant and you can't do it you're Latina you can't do it yeah but I came to the realization that you have to ask for help you know like as women and as Latinas we want to be strong we want to be like oh we did this all by ourselves nobody helped us right yeah but we need to take advantage too of the resources that are available to us. So I would definitely reach out to my professors and say, I need extra time coming into class. There's going to be times where I'm going to need to step out to use the restroom. Mm -hmm. I need to bring snacks because my kid is hungry during class time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I would bring in the the meals, girl. Oh my God. Or whatever it was, the turkey burgers. I'm like, listen, I'll be in the bag. Don't even trip. Like, don't bring me, you know? Um, I need extra time on my assignments, you know, like I would, I use that to my benefit, girl. Yeah. The semester ended, (laughs) I'm like, I need another two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, it's like I have a newborn baby now. I'm breastfeeding. I'm here trying. I had mastitis. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of stuff that I was just, again, as a mother still experiencing for the first time, um, even having a second child. And so I really felt that those extra resources and those extra 
help that I asked of people really helped me towards my goal to mm-hmm. turn in the assignment, right? To get that A in that class, to finish reading this book or writing this essay, you know, like we need that. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. I love the way it's kind of like you, it's like you took advantage of it in a way that was productive, that helped not to be connival, obviously, but it was, that's good. And I think many moms who are navigating, right, um, grad school, um, just, it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And so, right. Challenging. To be honest with you, because of that, I always felt like I had to give more. I had to produce more. Right. Yeah. If it was 20 pages, I had to do 25. If, you know, okay. if there was a minimum requirement to participate in class, I would do more, you know, okay. because I always felt like, oh, well, I gave her that extra assignment help or I gave her an extension or it. So I almost like I almost had to prove myself even more yeah, because I was using those resources. That was just me, though. It's yeah. not the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. My, my professors were very supportive or so my classmates. But at the same time, it's, it's something within us. Right. We're conditioned in that mindset of like, we always have to do more to prove them that we can do it despite that we're a mother, despite that we're working full time, despite that I'm commuting to school. Like, I feel like there's always something that we're we're always having to prove one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. So out of that, what was one of the things that you found like, okay, it's so extremely challenging. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Other uh, like at home, what what are some things that you navigated or that you dealt with at home? Yeah, you know, um, it was hard. Like I've learned to pivot. I've learned to wing it as much as you try to schedule shit and be like, mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna pick up the baby and then I'm gonna go to class and I'm gonna do this. You know, yeah. there's times where after after work I would go straight to school and then I'll get a call saying the baby has a fever and I'm like, up, oh, gotta go because being a mother comes first. Yes. You know, um, my son was getting fevers all the time and I couldn't figure out why my daughter was getting ear infections. Mm. Um, and so I constantly felt like, Oh my God, you know, like I hope professors don't talk to each other and say, Oh, Christina, yeah, her, she's always going to leave early because her kid, her kid, her kid, but it was like real, it was real. It's not like yeah. I was making it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably felt like that's what I had to, to, uh, navigate at home was just the constant change that can happen at a moment's notice and learning how to accept it so at first I used to be like oh my god like I just want to be in class right and then yeah then I felt like I was neglecting my kids right and then when I would be with my kids I'd be like oh my god I have to be in class so I was oh I always felt like I would I needed to be somewhere to someone at one given time right yeah but I've just learned to accept it. I'm just like, okay, oh, well, well, I got to go. You know, my, my yeah. kid's sick. And then so I would go home, obviously take care of my child, and then be in the moment with my child. Yeah. And then when time permits, the next day, reach out to my professor and say, I apologize, I was able to leave early. I would like to follow up on the assignment or contact a colleague, you know? So yeah. that would be an advice that I would give. Like, yes, there's going to be times where you're going to be pulled out, you know, because of your child. And that's okay. Don't ever feel guilty that as a mother, you know, you're leaving class. Class will always be there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. The master's program will always be there. You're paying. If anything, you're paying for this. Exactly. You know, for that day. (laughs) Exactly. Being removed from the classroom. And it's okay. I'm okay with that, you know? 
but live in the moment and make sure that your family is well taken care of. Because if your family is well taken care of and your mental health is taken care of, then you can give the attention needed, you know, to succeed in your master's program. Yes, you're so right. It takes me to a, uh, I think I had read an, uh, an article, another mom that she didn't implement self-care and it took a toll. Mm-hmm. Chronic illnesses, right, started happening and and it's important. How did you implement self-care overall as well? Oh my God, girl. I'm still implementing <laughs> self-care. I don't even know what self-care is. <laughs> um, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. I I put everybody first except myself, my kids, my dog, my husband, my mm. parents, my sister, my brother. Like I feel like everyone that reaches out to me, I'm like, yes, see, I'll just have to use them. Yeah. Don't worry. No problem. I'll figure it out. Sure. You know? Yeah. And when it comes to me, I'm like, oh, I'll work out tomorrow. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll watch a movie later. Like, I always feel like I'm always, when it comes to myself, I'm, I'm always neglecting, you know, yeah. to live in the moment for myself. And I have to learn how to add those bits and pieces, you know? And I feel that when we think about self-care, we're thinking about a big chunk of time, right? Yeah. Go to the spa. Let me go to the nail salon. Let me go to the movies. Like, you know, let me take a drive, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. But I really think that self-care as a mom, it, it is those little bits of self-care count, you know? So mm-hmm. if you need 15 or 20 minutes to digress, you know, yeah. you need that drive to Starbucks, you know, which is, I love like, I'm going to Starbucks, you know, I'm going to Safeway. <laughs> yeah. To like, those are my self-care. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm in the moment for those 10, 15, 20 minutes listening to music, calling a girlfriend up or or whatever it is, you know, like I use that time wisely. And so I just learned to add bits and pieces of self-care and I'm learning to add a little bit more, you know, which yeah. is okay. Yeah. 30 minutes of walking or or working out or meal prepping for myself, you know, I'm always meal prepping for my kids and then I'm doing something else for myself. And so, yeah, girl, it's hard. Yeah. If anyone has any tips on how to master that, <laughs> well, send it to me. Because- <laughs> I know. No, I hear you. You know, for me, obviously, as a th- uh, therapist and going to grad school, we would hear self-care, self-care all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost like, whoa, this is the first time I've ever heard self-care. Like even we had we would make time out of a class to just talk about self-care. I didn't really understand it so completely, but, but I guess what I would share is that time is another word for love. So when we implement time management, mm-hmm. there has to be that love in there for you, for us, right. To take care of our being. And, um, it's, it's scheduling it in. And even if it's like drinking water and drink, eating a salad or eating something healthy, that's still considered self-care caring, exactly. right. Going to the doctor as, the times that you know we need to go mm-hmm. that self-care you know little things like that make a big difference but it can be challenging definitely oh my god yes because being moms is like you gotta cook you gotta clean and then it's like yeah you you know the partners will help but then it's like okay well they don't do it as i don't know but me they personally do so much, girl. They yeah do so much Let's be real. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> that is for sure so um, when it comes to time management, or actually, you know what, let me ask this, I don't want to forget this question, but um, there's a lot of moms out there who want to get a higher education, right? But they're just scared of it's going to be too much money, it's going to be too much work. Um, I think you and I can probably relate, like that's probably something we did think, right? Or 
but then it's that confidence right to have to have within us to know like wait a minute like I'm gonna be able to to trust my being to get this education and to I'll figure out a way to then either pay loans or you know did that does that sound kind of similar I don't know if you have the same uh, um, thoughts but how can you encourage a mom that really wants it in their heart to get a higher education but they're just afraid Mm-hmm. There's two things I would say. The first thing is the way that you approach higher education or the way that you approach funding your education, it's going to, it relates to the way, the relationship you have with money, mm-hmm. right? And I learned this with a previous podcast guest, Irene Kelly. She's like my financial advisor. I love her. And, you know, me personally, as far as my relationship with money is just, you know, sometimes we we have, we take in the financial history of our parents, right? Yeah. So either we're going to be good savers or we're going to just spend every penny just mm-hmm. because, you know, with the experiences that we've had. So when it comes to education, I see it as an investment, you know, yes, I'm going to be paying student loans probably for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but having a higher education is going to open doors with, with higher salaries, with other opportunities. And so this is what you're investing in. You're investing in yourself, you know? And so the way that I see it is, yes, I'm going to have a big student loan debt by the end. I get my doctor's degree, but I'm not the only one. Doctors have it. Lawyers have it, Mm -hmm. you know, PhDs have it. Everyone has it, right? Some of them don't, you know, which that that's also okay, you know, but at the same time, I'm doing this, I'm sacrificing myself in that particular area, right, of funding my education so my kids don't have to. So by the time my kids get into college, my goal is to be paying it in cash, Mm -hmm. paying it from my savings account, from my 529 account, from, you know, um, equity in my mortgage, from my 401k. To be like, okay, you ready to go to college? All right, cool. Let's go ahead and fund that right now. You yeah, know? yeah. So my kids don't have student loan debt. That's my goal, right? It's yeah. build generational wealth, exactly. right? Exactly. The other thing that I want to say is sometimes you might go through a master's program and you're going to say, like, this is not for me. Or, or you know, yeah, it is scary to kind of think about, man, about all this debt or, or navigating education, right? I want everybody to do it because they want to, right? It's something that you're going to want to do. You're going to yeah. have to sacrifice. But I'm also a firm believer that there's other alternatives for you to be successful and still, you know, um, get some type of education, rather that's a certificate program, a vocational program. Sometimes employer will say, hey, we'll pay for your certificate program in if, you know, if you're an engineer or an electrician or computer science or whatever that is, there's other ways for you to get a taste of education before jumping full ship. Right. Yeah. In, into a program. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I, I would have learned that earlier because there was certain things that I wanted to do, you know, that, that I'm now becoming aware of. Oh, that's a certificate program. Oh, you could just do an AA and do that. You know, yeah. I know a lot of successful people that just have an AA or a certificate or just have hands on training through their employer because they've invested so much tra- internal training in them. Yeah. That they're working for pg e they're working for BART, you know, they're working for a lot of organizations and all they have is just an AA degree, you know? Yeah. And it's not just an AA. I don't want to say it like that, but you know, like they were able to use that foundation from that program mm-hmm. to be successful. So 
I would ask employers, like your current employer, like, listen, I'm considering going back to school. Do you offer tuition reimbursement or what areas, you know, would you fund my education if it relates to your business? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is a good option um, to consider, you know, definitely scholarships and grants and fellowships. I know it's easier said than done. Absolutely. I'm I'm constantly doing research myself so I can share this information. Um, but it's really, really putting yourself out there to, to, to really see how you can make this possible. And if taking out a loan and taking out a financial aid loan or a private student loan is what's going to help you at this moment, that's okay. Yeah. You know, maybe it's something that you just need to put your foot in first to see, okay, th- this is something I really want to do. And then within that, you'll probably get resources or other opportunities to fund your program but you would have never known unless you have started, you know? Exactly. So it, it's, it's one of those things where you would have to kind of play it by ear and, and, and see what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, what you just said, a really good friend of mine actually even shared that, um, there was a young lady that was working for Knott's Berry farm and she did not want to go to university or get a higher education. She's like, no, that is not for me. But her mom pushed her and she's like, no, it's important for you. And and she encouraged her and um, she ended up getting a higher education that she ended up being like one of the top notch admin at Knott's Berry Farm because Mm -hmm. of that. And there's always a way. And she did ask those questions. You know, I enjoy working here. What else can I do? And she did it. It's really I mean, it opens so many doors. And I mean, what do you think about the message that a lot of our youth or people are getting from certain and i understand right you don't have to always get a degree to succeed but there's a lot of of people who hear messages from like youtubers or influencers right that say you know um don't go to school it's just a system you can succeed you know um without it um what do you think about that you know my daughter is hearing that mom i want to be a youtube star yeah mom i make youtube videos and show people how to make slime you know like what what are you talking about you know Uh and i want to do a toy review yeah the influencers out there are making it look like it's hella easy just be out there and be famous right yeah but guess what these influencers that are out here showing our kids how to do stuff have a whole team of people that probably have degrees that are showing them the marketing road exactly yes aspects so don't come at me with i don't need a degree don't go to school and it's just a system yeah i'm gonna hear it from the professionals yeah (laughs) and are able to tell me the facts about it not just this conception of that you know Mm -hmm. they're not wrong in their message it's just so you don't have any data or you don't have any information other than that statement so the way that i see it is i'm definitely going to push my kids as much as i can to get a degree right Mm -hmm. i understand that my kids are going to have different privileges than i am right yeah you look at my kids they're lighter skin they look white you know my Mm -hmm. my husband is lighter complexion they're not gonna face discrimination or racism based on the color of their skin i can guarantee you that yeah but they will with the spanish accent they will because their last name is rodriguez they will because they speak Spanish. There's other areas that they're going to be denied access to something, whether that's education, work, you know, whatever that is. And so I'm here to change that for them, you know, yeah. and, and give them the foundation of 
them, you know, to succeed in whatever they want to. But I, I want them to at least know what their options are, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because my my daughter's having a hard time right now with like hybrid learning and she does not like distant learning and she definitely excels mm. in a classroom. Yeah. And my when when I see her frustrated, when I see her that she wants to give up, you know, my me and my husband are encouraging her and my husband's like, you know, Giselle, like, we just want you to try your best. Like, it's okay to make mistakes because, you know, when you grow older, you're going to, you're going to be a Latina with masters, you know, yeah. you're, going to, you're going to manage Latinas with masters. Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I know, I know I'm going to be Latina with masters. I'm going to be the manager. Like, I know like that's how she says it. Right. Yeah. And it's because I'm instilling this in her environment now. Yeah. As, as first generation and as a daughter of immigrants, my 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 parents come from Nicaragua. Uh-huh. I did not have that girl. I didn't even learn about college. I didn't know anybody yeah. that went to college. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that she knows that now at eight years old to be like, oh, I'm going to college. I know that. Yeah. I'm going to be Latinas with masters. I know that already. <laughs> I love eight. it. You know, love, yeah. her idol is Emma Watson. She loves Harry Potter. Mm. And she researched and she goes, mom, did you know Emma Watson went to Brown University? Mom, did you know this? Mom, and so you know she's looking for her own mentors, her yes. own role models, right? Beyond me and my husband, beyond my sister, right? Beyond what she sees on a regular basis, and so it's hard, you know. You really have to talk to your kids and just tell them, you know, um, mm-hmm. help them make an informed decision of who to look up to you know yeah at eight years old you want to you want to look up to another eight-year-old who has a youtube channel yes absolutely i'm not trying to knock off that little girl's hustle (laughs) yeah behind that hustle guarantee you that there is someone that's educated that is guiding her through all this stuff which Mm -hmm. is what i'm doing for my daughter you know yeah my daughter looks at me she goes mom i want merch oh (laughs) mom i want to help little girls like if they want to know how to get into like, you know, and then she'll, she'll say something. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to do that. So she's seeing what I'm doing with the Latinas with masters and she's trying to make it into her own mm-hmm. little business. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, it, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know? And then guess what? Behind her is a Latina with masters. Yeah. Right. Through marketing, through e-commerce, through. Yeah. <laughs> let's get to a website, girl, let's get you a, you a handle. Let's do this. Uh, brand colors, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, and you know, it's just hard, you know, we just have to make sure that our kids are getting the right messages, but then also teach them to learn how to, um, take in, right. Yeah. The right information at the mm-hmm. right age that they're at. Yeah, you're so right. And our kids will learn, one, based on what we tell them, but also what we model to them, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that struggle, that fear, es es como decir, tienes miedo, you know, to get a higher education, pero hazlo con miedo, but still be open to ask for help, right, at the end of the day. Um, Yeah, because we learn. Look, I learned so much from you, and um, you have, you know, podcasts and you share more knowledge. It's just amazing and beautiful social media um, works. And it's it opens up a different way of perceiving life, I think, right? So um, that's good. And what overall advice um, would you give to, to moms who have already graduated? right? Mm-hmm. And who feel stuck 
in like, I can't find a job in what I went to school for and I'm struggling and I, I they regret their degree. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That's, that's a great question. I get that asked a lot. A lot of people reach out to me and was like, look, I got a master's in this and I'm not feeling that this industry is helping me out. It's male dominated. You know, they're mm-hmm. laughing at me. Literally, they're laughing at me. They're saying I, I can't do it. And I have more of a degree than them. Yeah. As a Latina, as a woman of color. Yes. Sometimes even with a master's degree, right. Mm-hmm. It's hella hard. I'm not saying that this is going to be like the end all be all boom. Right. Yeah. I would say that look at what your master's program provided you, what transferable skills from that program or from your job can you take to another industry or to another job you know definitely reevaluate the company that you're in if they're not valuing you if they're not providing you um investments in your growth bye felicia you need to bounce i'm gonna tell you that right now i don't care if you've been there 20 years you know what i'm saying like yeah. definitely reconsider like healthcare benefits all that stuff because i understand like sometimes we're in a job because man they pay for my health care though man but they've done oh yeah that. absolutely mm-hmm. you know but there's other jobs out there that do that too as a mom now i would be looking like what job provides child care do you have a child care reimbursement program or something where it allows me for me you know yeah a portion of my paycheck can go towards child care i know san francisco's big on that you know mm-hmm. and they're now giving it to men my husband had that opportunity right luckily we had a babysitter but he had an, uh, an opportunity to do that through his employer nice. um, but definitely reevaluate to be like am i in the right company or in the right industry where they value what i'm able to contribute at the table and if you see someone in the position that you want, don't be afraid to hit them up, like send them a DM, email them, call them, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And ask, how did you get there? How did you become CEO? How did you become vice president? How did you become manager? Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Ask them how they got there and, and see how, how that can work with what you have already, you know, or what yeah. else you need to do to mm-hmm. get to that path. Sometimes, like what you said earlier, sometimes we're afraid to ask for help. And we're even afraid to ask someone, you know, that's successful or a job that we like to be like, how did you get there? There's nothing wrong with asking that. There's nothing wrong with being curious and wanting to know, how did you get there? A lot of people ask me, how did you start your merge? What is, what, how did you, you know, do your graphics? How did you, I have no problem sharing my information. Yeah. There is room for all of us to be successful even if you're exactly. selling same the t-shirts as me i don't care girl i really don't care you know what i'm saying yeah there's a million t-shirt brands there's a million hotel brands there's a million theme parks you know what i'm saying it's yeah what you contribute to that company and how you're going to set yourself apart it it's it's what's going to sell you you know yeah and my last podcast guest with um, Cristal, you know, mm-hmm. Latina socialist, mm-hmm. same thing. She has a degree in sociology and she was like, hey, I'm not selling my sociology degree. What yeah. I'm selling is myself. And then she, you know, and then she went on this, you know, a very good minute, you know, yeah. just, you know, like what you're getting if you hire me. That's what I think we need to learn is we need to learn how to be our own elevator pitch. Yeah. You know, this is why you should hire me. Yes, I worked in this industry. I know it may not be the same industry that I'm applying to, but these skills in customer service and sales and this and that, these particular experiences has helped me, you know, in my professional growth. And this is what I can give to you in this industry now, 
you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, I mean, the people in my department, I do apartment marketing. I'm the only one that's worked on site, meaning I've been a manager. I've been a list. I've been a leasing agent. I've dealt with maintenance. I've dealt with residents. The rest of the people on my team never uh-huh. set foot on a property management team, mm-hmm. but my company hired them because they have transferable skills, right? The training yeah. director has trained tech companies, has trained other areas. My VP works for Coca-Cola in L'Oreal, has advertising, can see something and be like, mm, that's the wrong shade, that's the wrong message, we need to change that. You you need people that are have experience in the industry, yes, but then also have experience in other industries to say like, you know what, we did this over there in Coca-Cola and I think... We can do this mm-hmm. in apartment marketing. You mm-hmm. need that. Yeah. And com- a company that can value that type of skill is going to hire you. Yeah. Yeah. We all have a unique touch, right? Exactly. To everything that yep. we do. Yeah. We love in our own way, right? We even probably hug in our own way. <laughs> we are, we're just unique. Everything is unique to ourselves. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. I would literally say, you know, Think about what is your purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. and what does that look like in practice? And you will find the right organization for you. There's there's organizations and companies out there looking for you, you know, because of what you offer, the uniqueness that you have, what you're able to bring at the table. And I remember I posted this quote and, you know, and it says something along the lines like, um, people don't know what you bring to the table until they see you in action mm-hmm. at another table. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's so true. In that. Yeah. You know, when they see me, because I'm housing chair in, in the community that I live in, and mm-hmm. that I live in, when they're like, oh, man, I attended your uh, housing thing. And man, girl, you're asking some hard questions. Yeah, <laughs> hard questions need to be asked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, don't ever question, like, I don't know what I'm what I'm doing or what I'm saying, you know, and I've been tested. And again, I've been tested because of the color of my skin. I've been tested because I'm a Latina. I've been Mm -hmm. tested because I'm a mom. By all means, bring it to me. You know, I'm not saying I don't have, I don't, I know all the answers, but I have transferable skills that help me navigate those spaces at that time. And I really feel like your education and your hands-on experience give you those life skills, you know, to navigate those things and so yeah i i definitely recommend for women especially mothers you know to reevaluate you know their situation and be like how is this going to help me in the future how can i give a better life to my kids what do i need to do and sacrifice now to do that you know yeah yeah you're so right and definitely i even um the confidence right and how we carry ourselves like you know mm-hmm. walking with you know like our or stand not all hunched back, like your body language makes a big difference when you go interview or when you go to HR and you want to ask or you ask your boss and it um, makes a big difference. Definitely. It does. It does. It does. So man, Christina, you're chingona. Keep rising. <laughs> if you ever need prep work to contact HR or your boss and be like, look, this is my problem. Feel free to reach out to me. Listen, I have no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned a long way. Like, you know what? At this point, the worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. The worst thing is to say not right now. You know, I've been turned down a lot and I've been very disappointed. I've cried. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm super strong and I don't show any emotion. No. Yeah. There was recently where I just, I showed emotion toward my boss because it, I needed to. I, it, yeah. I needed to show that emotion to be like, 
this subject really cares. And it wasn't a sign of weakness. It was a sign of the passion that I have behind what I, I wanted to come across, you know? Yeah. But if anyone feels like they need help, listen, I have this dilemma. I don't know nobody to talk to. I want to say this, but I just don't know how to use the right words. Definitely feel free to reach out. Like I said, I'm constantly providing information and coaching people and I'll send you articles, books. Like I'm constantly like, I'll be on Instagram and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> So-and-so was asking me about, you know, missing children and women. And then I came across this um, page about how indigenous women, you know, the mm-hmm. awareness of indigenous women, you know, um, being uh, that they're missing. Right. Yeah. And then, like the government, I given you know, an F about it. And yeah. then I'm like, you know what? I tagged somebody and I'm like, you should write this in your personal statement. You know? Yeah. She wants to apply to grad school and work in um, the FBI to help solve, you know, sexual crimes among children and women. And I'm yeah. like, boom, write that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm constantly like, yeah. Looking for stuff to help other people because, mm-hmm. and that's the way we should be. We're a community. Yeah. I, I don't, retain this information just for myself like it oh, makes no yeah. sense just for me to keep it to myself I'm this information is meant to be passed along mm-hmm. and to be cared to and so that is what Latinas with Masters is all about yeah that's good it's yeah it's it's social media with this touch of knowledge and inspiration and you know helping one another um as we move forward and good so you guys, thank you. Thank you, Cristina, so much for sharing your knowledge, your heart, and your passion with Latinas with Masters. And you guys, all the mommies out there listening, you can find her on Instagram at Latinas with Masters. Her email is latinaswithmasters at gmail.com. And her website is www.latinaswithmasters.com. Thank you so much, Cristina. And I have your Spotify on my Spotify because I love that playlist that you created. I know I gotta make a new one now for the summer. Summer mix. <laughs> there you go. Post it and so then I can. Yes, she has that on the on her link. So if you want to check out her playlist, it's really good. It's really good. So thank you, Cristina, once again. And thank you, Chicana and Latina moms out there for listening and Reach out to Cristina. She's very knowledgeable and she's doing this with all of her heart. It sounds like because I can feel her as she's speaking about this. So thank you, Cristina. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Muchas gracias. Bye. Bye. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.